Are you a real know-it-all? Do you annoy your family by shouting the answers while watching Jeopardy? Do you drive people crazy when you start a sentence with, well, actually? Well, guess what? You can go fact yourself. Hey everyone, welcome to Go Fact Yourself, the show where we take the smartest people we know and make them look dumb, and then smart again. I'm Helen Hong, and now from the Angel City Brewery in downtown Los Angeles, here's our moderator, J. Keith Van Stratton. Thanks everybody, oh my gosh. So kind, so friendly, hello Helen. Hello J. Keith. Now Helen, what have you been up to since our last taping? Uh, I have a couple of big comedy trips coming up. Yeah? I've been hired to do a USO tour in Turkey. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to do that. And then also I'm going to Kuala Lumpur oh. to tell jokes for Comedy Central Asia. There's a Comedy Central Asia? Who knew? Okay. I didn't until I got this email. Excellent. And uh, what kind of jokes uh, do you think you're going to have to tell to the Kuala Lumpurin audience? I actually don't know. I, 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 it is a question I have to ask because I believe they're a Muslim country. Predominantly, yes. So I'm sure there are some, you know, a little off the color jokes that right, I probably right. can't tell. You know, I don't know if it's one of those situations where I can just wing it or if mm -hmm. I'm like going to get arrested if I wing it. Mm -hmm. I should probably find out before yeah. I go. All right. Yeah. I, I, one, uh, yeah, I actually have been to Kuala Lumpur. Really? Yes. I went to. I went there, I'm going to say last year. Uh, I highly recommend visiting the Patronus Towers. They're, they're twin towers and they're connected by a bridge and the bridge is very frightening. Oh. Yes. And also, I, th I would think the first thing to go if something happens in that building. And yet, it was spectacular. It was. Uh, Are it was... you telling me to go jump off a bridge, Jimmy? I'm not. I'm saying please don't fall off of a bridge. There's <laughs> a very important difference. Okay, got it. Uh, all right. You want to do this thing now? Yeah, let's do it. Today on Go Fact Yourself, two guests will compete to answer questions about facts they know, facts they might not know, and frankly, facts they should know. Plus, we'll meet actual experts on two very different topics. And finally, we'll declare one of our guests the winner of today's show. Let's get started and meet the first of today's guests. Helen, who is up first? He plays a recurring role on Modern Family and is one of the greatest comedy actors of all time. It's Fred Willard! Fred Willard! Welcome, Fred. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I'm ready to play. Excellent. Well, we, we do have to have a conversation first. I hope that's oh, okay. all right. Yeah. Yes, it's like a date. Um, now, uh, now, you've done a lot of uh, different shows over the years. What, what is the experience of being on Modern Family, which was already a big hit show compared to uh, other shows that you've been well, on? Well, it was great. You go in, you're a guest star, so you, you like the new kid in class, but they treat you so well. They're so friendly and they're so welcoming. It's a great show, great cast, uh, very funny, and you don't realize how funny it is until you're on the on the show, on the set, and you see little things happening, Cameron and Mitchell, and uh, just everyone, it's just a great experience. I actually recently rewatched Best in Show, and I mean, I, your, your scenes, which I'm sure were like 90% improvised in Best in Show, were just so mind-bogglingly oh, funny, thanks. so funny. Yeah. I'd been in the... <laughs> no, the reason... Enough said. <laughs> yeah, no rebuttal to that, uh, Mr. Willard. Uh, I, I done, the first movie I did for him was Waiting for Guffman. And um, so much was cut out of that. He, he wants his movies to be 85 minutes long, so so many lines were cut. And I said, in this, I'm playing the color guy on the, uh, this announce, uh, an announcing team. I said, so much of myself will be cut. And 
So I just threw every joke I could think of in there. And then they, but by the end of the movie, the last time I saw the movie, by the time my scene was over, I said, I've seen enough of myself. So. <laughs> now, it's been a while since we've had a, a Christopher Guest movie that you've been in. Are yes, there more well, in the uh, pipeline? He, uh, he, I, don't, I don't hear until he's ready to, to <laughs> shoot. We did a couple of TV shows, uh, mm-hmm. Family Tree and Mascots. Uh, I think Mascots was on Netflix, yes. but yeah. he's always fun to work for. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you ever see yourself on TV and, and not remember that uh, you, you were in that? Yes. I, I, no, I remember that I was in it, but, I, but I'll watch and I'll say I have no memory of mm-hmm. being on the set mm-hmm. and doing it. So, and I hate to watch myself in anything after I've just done it. I can't mm-hmm. watch myself. Really? Yeah. You're but like if, self-conscious? Or? I don't know. You think about how, what you're, how you're feeling that day and uh, did I do that? Did they cut my best line or something? But it's something that's, uh, I, I, I keep watching a thing I did on Laverne and Shirley years ago. What? Yeah, yeah, and I said, boy, I was good. And I said to my wife, <laughs> I said to my wife, was I coloring my hair then? Because my hair was pitch black, and it wasn't mm-hmm. before I, uh, you color your hair for a while, and then you let it go gray, mm-hmm. you know, after a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm learning did, that myself. But uh, well, you're, you're very stylishly. Yes, I'm silver. much more salt than pepper, it turns yeah, out. Yeah, salt and pepper, yeah. My father told me that when he finally decided to go gray, it was one of the bravest moments of his life. <laughs> well, it saves you a lot of time, you know. You have to, have to go to... <laughs> There's bravery and efficiency, yes. isn't there? And, uh, you know, I'm dyeing my hair silver. That's, yeah. Oh, okay, that's tricky. I'm yeah. going to a, new, uh, to a new phase called looking older. People want to look older. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, that's good. That'll open up a lot of parts. Uh, now, let's talk about something you did more recently. In fact, you appeared in a show called a cat stravaganza. Yes. A cat stravaganza. This sounds C-A-T. right yeah. up my alley, if you were. Well, uh, it's a, 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 a charity uh, fundraiser ch- show. Fundraiser yeah. for a place called Kitty Bungalow. They rescue little kittens uh-huh. and uh, then um, give them to the people. It's, it's a wonderful, I've done it for about four or five years, and it's a very ambitious show. They've got a lot of uh, performers, they have singers, dancers. And uh, cats, and actual cats. Well, cats, yes. That's, uh, <laughs> there was a kitten that stole the show last night. I played the part of the, like uh, Mr. Potter, who owned the theater, and I know they're not going to put on any benefit in my theater, <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And then they, someone hands me a little kitten, and my heart melts. Aww. But everyone, it stole the show, this little kitten. And mm. They are cute when you sit there. And I'm allergic to cats, too. What? Oh, yeah. I just went through a roller coaster of emotions where I was like, oh, my God, Fred Willard and I have so much in common about the cats and then the, the allergic. Wait, you were allergic and you were handling this little it kitty? It didn't bother me, though. I guess maybe some cats maybe I'm more allergic yeah. to yeah. than others. Yeah. Well, well, the you, cute ones. The cute yeah. ones are, you'll, you'll <laughs> let it slide. Oh, they're so, oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, we're certainly happy to have you. And well, look thanks for having me, Keith. Mike. God, my, well, I have to say, I've done different shows over the years, over many years, and Fred Rillard is always a call that I can make, and Fred doesn't even, he doesn't even ask necessarily what it is. He says, I'll be there, and I've always appreciated it, and I appreciate it again well, tonight. thank you. Yes, thanks. I'm honored. I am honored as well, and nevertheless, we are bringing on someone to try to beat you in a competition. Oh, boy. All right. Who will Fred be playing against this evening, Helen? She is a writer, producer, and actor whose show, I'm Sorry, returns for its second season later this year on True TV. It's Andrea Savage. Andrea Savage. Now, uh, Andrea, it says in my notes here that you and I have known each other since high school. Uh, yes, I think that's correct. Oh, okay. Well, I would say even junior high. Oh, my goodness. Well, I believe it was ninth grade. Oh, my gosh. Now, now tell, tell, tell the people about this, because I, I think it's, a, it's the best way to meet someone. Uh, 
I, I love that you think I remember all the details. Oh, okay. Well, I can tell you this. Um, it was it was a it was a summer program correct. at at uh, at your high school, I correct. believe. Yep. And we were both uh, studying. Musical, musical theater. theater. Yes, of course. What? Yes, you right. S- you sing and dance and all that? Oh, yeah, he sure did. And I believe it was a pirate theme. It was a pirate themed, or it was an original uh, musical. It was an original musical. Yeah, do you remember what it was called? The Pirate War. Petticoats. petticoats. A pirate wore petticoats. This what? was our my choral teacher yes. and I believe your acting teacher yes, my got together teacher. and said, let's do a summer musical theater program and let's write our own musical. That's right. That's right. Wow. It was it was inspired by which I mean completely stolen. Yeah, stolen. Uh, from a sort of a my fair lady, but with like pirates. Legitimately exactly my yes, fair lady. Yes. Which they did reference, to to be fair. They did make jokes about that. I don't recall oh, really? anything about it. Really? It was not the seminal moment of your uh, young pubescent life? <laughs> there were a couple others. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, Is there I, a video that we can blackmail Jake Heath with later? Oh, uh, I'm probably somewhere. Probably I've somewhere. Have I, do not have, I would that, be very yeah. curious to see this. Because, well, because you, I believe, played a pirate. I was a pirate. And I believe I was a professor. I was, you were a petticoat. You I was a petticoat. petticoat. Yes. And I was and the pirate. It, it opened up whole new worlds for both of us. Uh, excellent. Well, it was did wonderful. You, you yes. played the professor. I did play the professor. I well, played sort well, of the, well. uh, the, the uh, what's it, Henry Higgins type. I almost, right. I almost said Henry Hill. <laughs> I, I, played, I played the murderous Italian mobster <laughs> in the pirate musical in high school. Ninth grade. Uh, anyhow, let's, let's talk about more contemporary things. Please, it is wonderful to see you please. again. I'm sorry. My gosh, you created a show that's on television. I know. That's amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I, I couldn't be more proud of it. Very excited. I just finished writing season two on Friday. <gasps> wow. Wow. I didn't think I'd be alive to tell the tale. Yeah. Uh, Do you write all the episodes yourself? We room write everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are some other writers and who have episodes. But, I mean, we room write everything. Wow. So it is literally like giving birth ten times in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's great. And the episodes came out great. And I'm, I'm, you know, it's kind of dream come true to write a show based on your own life that you get to create. And sure. You get to Congratulations. Do great. Yeah, absolutely. Now, on the show, you, your character deals with a lot of awkward situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you now relish when you're in an awkward situation? Because you think, <laughs> oh, I can use that on the show. Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I would say that's one thing. Uh, sh- that character is way more awkward than I am and gets mm-hmm. into way more awkward situations. I sure. sort of realize I'm going to head into an awkward position and then I pull back. Yes. That character sort of pushes forward. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, anytime something weird happens or my family does anything weird, I'm like, all right. All right. And now uh, on the show, you've had Martin Mull in a, a recording part. Martin Mull part plays well. my father. Right, who Fred Willard has worked yes. with, of course. Oh, yes, <laughs> Martin plays my father. Kathy Baker plays my mother. Wow. Um, and Jason Mansukis is my writing partner. And Alison Tolman's on it. And wow. I've been, uh, I'm trying, Judy Greer's on it. Nick Kroll's on it. What a cast. Um, yeah, I have an amazing cast, and it's great. Excellent. Now, another amazing cast that you were in, you were on Veep. Yes. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you are the current and reigning president of the United States. I am the current president <laughs> of the United States of America. Even fictionally, that has got to feel amazing to, it, to play a role like that. By the way, first of all, when I booked it, they didn't tell me what it was for. Uh, it was all fake sides. Oh, and really? I went in to meet Julia and kind of talked, and I read these weird sides. And then they were like, hey, here's this impromptu speech. Will you read that and kind of improvise off it? And I was like... That seems like a strange thing. Uh, and then I didn't know what it was until the first table read. And what? I was reading it with the cast. And I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> I'm the f- 
president? Sorry. I, <laughs> no, I keep no. swearing. That so. time it's warranted. Yeah. I think I would be, I would say yeah, that I as well like, if I found out I was suddenly president. Yeah, I had no idea. It was very exciting. And I had to keep it quiet for like six months, which was wow. hard. Um, and I'm the reigning, I am currently the president. I don't know anything about the next season. Mm-hmm. Don't they ask They tell me her. nothing. I don't know. That's the beauty of Veep. So I know. many women just being president of the United States. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we asked each of you to provide us with a few topics outside of your field of work in which you feel you have expertise. Fred, you told us you know a lot about World War II era baseball. Baseball, yes. Yes. Uh, 1950s rock and roll. Yes, a very good period for music. Absolutely. And silent film history. Yes. Yes, yes. did you appreciate my W.C. Fields reference earlier? Yes, well, absolutely. Well, yeah, he kind of straddled both uh, silent films and talkies, too. Yes, absolutely. Talkies, too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, and Andrea, you said you know a lot about Little House on the Prairie. Ooh. The television series, only up until season seven. Okay. That's an added twist Wait, that I did not know about. Wait, it went past season seven? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, season nine. Oh. Ooh. Uh, you also said you know a lot about playing poker. Yes, I played a lot of poker. All right. And also, talking to your kids about beginning puberty. Correct. <laughs> Just from having done it. Yes, uh, I have one daughter, she's nine, which seems young to have to talk about this, but this is actually when it has to happen. Uh-huh. And it's interesting. And you'd rather be someone who knows a lot about it than uh, who does not. Exactly. Excellent. Well, later on, we'll ask each of you some in-depth trivia questions about one of these topics. But first, we're going to get your thoughts on something you might know nothing about. It's time to split some hairs with our What's the Difference round. We'll have one question for each of you, each worth up to two points. Now, if either of you gives an incorrect answer, the other person has a chance to steal. Your subject today, New York, New York. Hmm. Up first, Fred with New York. All right. Fred, they both are delicious and carby and taste better when made in New York, but what is the difference between a bagel and a bialy? A bagel and a bialy. Uh, a bagel is uh, dry that you put uh, butter or jelly on, mm-hmm. and a bialy is, uh, has meat on it. All right, said with confidence. We don't know yet if Fred is correct. Uh, Andrea, if you don't think he's got it exactly right, you can steal the points by giving us the correct answer. What do you think of Fred's answer? I think it's terrible. Oh, well, I was... <laughs> I was looking more for, do you think it's correct oh, or incorrect? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes. Oh, no judgment? No, no, oh, I was not looking I for a character attack on a Fred. A character attack? No, not, not exactly, no. Everyone's so angry at Fred. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, he really is the man America really loves to hate, doesn't he, Fred Willard? He makes it just so easy. Um, no, I would say, um, oh, God, I should know this. My Jewish heritage is going to murder me. Um, I'm going to say that a Bialy does not have a hole. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Whereas a bagel has a has hole. a hole. Okay, just making sure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, God, I want to say, I think of bialis of always having like a little onion kind of scattered on the top of them, and potentially also missing one of the ingredients, maybe being a water ingredient in a bialy. A water ingredient. Mm. Anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, it is time to declare this segment toast. Let's go to Helen Hong at the judges' table for the facts. Here are the facts. Bagels are boiled and then yeah, baked, the and they have a hole like a donut. Bialis are only baked and not boiled, and instead of a hole, they have a depression in the middle. So do I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bummer. 
Oh, anyway, uh, that's right. Now, uh, bagels also usually contain sugar, where bialis usually do not. Anyhow, what does that mean as far as our points go, uh, Helen? I'm going to say Andrea has one point. Because yeah, because she, she got the, the hole in the no hole. One point for Andrea. That's one I never thought of. Okay. Uh, very good. Uh, now, up next is Andrea, your subject today, New York. Andrea, while neither are part of the Great White Way, what is the difference between theater that is off-Broadway and off-off-Broadway? Oh, Jesus. Um, Have you spent a lot of time in New York or going to theater in New York? Sure. I'm very, very well-rounded. Um, <laughs> no. Um, and I assume it doesn't mean just the location, how far it is from the street of Broadway. Um, I'm going to say that it's the size of the theater. The size of the, the theater. The amount of the audience that can be in it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say off-Broadway has slightly higher capacity than off-off-Broadway. All right. Well, we have Andrea's answer. We don't know yet if she's correct. Fred, if you don't think she got it exactly right, you can try to steal. I don't think she was exactly right, but okay. it's a very good answer. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, Off-Broadway can be in the Broadway area. I think it's more... Um, there's a certain contract that's uh, mm -hmm. signed, an off-Broadway contract, whereas off-off-Broadway, you could put up like in a room like this and mm -hmm. just bill it as off-off-Broadway. You could bring in folding chairs and call it a show. Whereas, <laughs> no, no, but, but I, I'm starting to feel a little self-conscious. No, but you could. Fred, you were full of shade. <laughs> if they did a play in this uh, little place, you could say that's off-off-Broadway. But I think off-Broadway is a term that's uh, depending on its contract. Well, the curtain must fall on this segment. Let's go to Helen Hong at the judge's table for the facts. Here are the facts. There are two main differences, the size of the theater and the location. A Broadway theater must have 500 or more seats. An off-Broadway theater must have between 100 and 499 seats. And an off-off-Broadway theater must have 99 or fewer seats. And off-Broadway theaters must be located on the island of Manhattan. Off-off-Broadway theaters are anywhere in New York City. That's right, and both conditions have to apply. Also, off-off, as Fred mentioned, is a specific designation. They still have to adhere to certain union rules, certain contracts. So any random community theater is not necessarily an off-off-Broadway theater. So, Helen, what does that mean as far as our points? Uh, I'm going to actually give one point each for Andrea and Fred because both of them got one part of, this, of the answer correct. All right, so what does that mean at the end of that round? At the end of that round, Andrea Savage has two points and Fred Willard has one point. All right, but these scores are bound to change as we move on to questions about topics our guests have chosen for themselves. That's all up ahead when we come back on Go Fact Yourself. <laughs> I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And we're the host of Everything's, Everything's Coming, Coming Up, Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Every episode, we cover a different episode of The Simpsons um, that is a favorite of our special guests. We've had guests that are showrunners and writers and voice actors like Nancy Cartwright. I got a D minus, I passed! And we've also had people that are on the Max Fun Network already. Homer wearing that golf outfit is I so funny. It. And there's when he gets super into golf, <laughs> he's wearing the golf hat in, in bed. bed. We've had Weird Al Yankovic on the show. I was just uh, struck by how sharp the writing is. I mean, yeah. that's no surprise because it's The Simpsons, but I mean, like, you, you can't say that about a lot, a, lot of, a lot of TV shows, particularly ones that at that point have been on the air for 14 years. Find us on MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, smell you later. Do you like trivia? Well, you're listening to a trivia podcast, so I'm guessing yes. 
Well, you know what? I do too. In fact, aside from hosting Go Fact Yourself, a highlight of my week is playing in a live trivia night with friends at a local bar. And the great people at Geeks Who Drink host weekly live trivia nights in over 1,000 bars, restaurants, and craft breweries in 48 states. It's free to play, you can win prizes, and the trivia is top-notch. Their editor-in-chief is six-time Jeopardy! champion Christopher Short. And if you really want to put yourself to the test, check out Geek Bowl, America's largest trivia night, hosted annually by Geeks Who Drink. The next Geek Bowl will be in Las Vegas on March 2nd, 2019. For information on Geek Bowl, weekly trivia nights, or their special theme quizzes, go to geekswhodrink.com. That's geekswhodrink.com. Welcome back to Go Fact Yourself, where our score is Fred Willard with one point and Andrea Savage with two points. Once again, here's J. Keith Van Stratton. Thank you, Helen Hong. Thank you, everybody. All right, Fred Willard, of your many interests, you told us that you know a lot about World War II-era baseball. Very interesting era during uh, baseball's history. Yeah, absolutely. 50s rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And Very interesting era during, for the music. All right. And I'm going to guess you'll also find this an interesting era, silent film history. <laughs> yes, I think so. Okay, good. <laughs> Today, we want to talk to you about World War II-era baseball. Oh, boy. All right. Wow. Now, what about this era interests you especially? Well, it was a time where most of the players went off to war, and it was interesting to read about how baseball survived during those four years, only because of the president, Franklin Roosevelt, gave the okay to continue playing. Because when Pearl Harbor was attacked, everything shut down. Mm -hmm. Right. And they had to appeal to the president and say, can we go ahead? And he said, yes, because it builds up the morale of the country. Wow. Absolutely. Do you think we'll see something like that again, where, where there are going to be players who are going to sacrifice their playing time in order to, to serve the country? I, I doubt it. I don't yeah. think they're so dependent on mm. soldiers anymore. It's Interesting. more techno yeah. technology. Did but you when, play ever? I Did played you play in baseball? college, yes. And in, I was in the Army during the time you had to be, go in for two years. And I mm -hmm. played there. And then, uh, yes. I was steady 250 hitter there. <laughs> Consistent. Uh, and uh, what was your team growing up or, or now? Are you your Well, I'm from team? Cleveland, so it's the Cleveland Indians. It still is. Last time they were in the World Series, 1948. Or last time they won the World Series, mm -hmm. 1948. Wow. And I think that's kind of a nice memory to have, 1948. <laughs> they, they may never win another one. <laughs> so, so were you hoping that they didn't win when they were in the series a no, couple no, years ago? No, no, I was rooting. But, you know, they were against the Cubs. Yeah. And uh, everyone, you know, you have to root for the Cubs, too. <laughs> Very good. Wow. Are, are you a collector of uh, baseball memorabilia? I am, what yes. What kind of stuff do you have? Well, uh, I collected a lot of baseball cards, and now I collect uh, just memorabilia, uh, mostly magazines and uh, photos mm -hmm. of... Uh, of, um, of baseball. Do you have like a room in your house where it's all? In fact, I do. Wow. <laughs> I do a couple of pennants and great old pictures of uh, all the old stars and all. And uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm a big collector, you could say. Very now, cool. now, as you got to be well known from your acting work, did that lead to any opportunities to uh, cross over into baseball? Did you get to do any cool things as a as a celebrity baseball fan? I got to play in a lot of celebrity games at Dodger Stadium, you mm. know, uh, once a year, and as a huge thrill. And I also played with a team called the Hollywood Stars, which we play in different big league ballparks. And it was such a thrill to walk into a big league or even a minor league ballpark and toss the ball around. So that, that got a lot of out of my system. Now I can <laughs> just relax. And it's a very brutal game now. Now I watch it 
people getting hit in the head and breaking their leg. And I said, I'll just sit home and watch. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just do a sitcom. Um, all right. Well, now, just ahead, we're going to enlist the help of a bona fide expert in World War II oh. era baseball uh, to test your mastery in the subject with an expert-level question. But first, we want to let you show off. So here are five trivia questions about the topic, each worth one point. Now, if you want it, you're allowed a hint for any two of these questions. And Andrea, listen closely, because if Fred answers incorrectly and you know the correct answer, you can steal. <laughs> Andrea, by the way, how much do you know about World War II era baseball? I mean, it's limitless. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, let, well, I guess we'll, uh, we'll hope for your sake that Fred uh, slips up so you can come and show off. <laughs> Fingers crossed. All right, here we go. Fred, for here's those quest- of you at home, yeah. she's being sarcastic. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> she's making a sarcastic face. Fred, here's question number one about World War II era baseball. Historians and Wikipedia say that World War II lasted from September of 1939 until September of 1945. During that time, which team won the most World Series? I would say the um, New York Yankees. Helen? That is correct. That is correct. It was the Yankees. They won three, the Cardinals won two, and the Reds won one. Uh, Very good. Here is question number two. What future Hall of Fame pitcher for the Cleveland Indians became the first active player to enlist? Bob Feller. Oh, okay. Wow. Couldn't he, even he, he, he went, he signed up, I mean, think the day after uh, Pearl Harbor. 7th. Yeah. That's right. Harbor. Helen? That is correct. That is correct, of course. <laughs> Couldn't even get the question out. No. I'm sorry, Andrew. He didn't give you a chance to do that mean, one. I mean, I was she just was waiting. She was about to say it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bob Feller. Yeah. That's right. From now, fun Cibar- fact. Cedar Rapids, yeah. Iowa. Of right? Iowa. Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, fun fact, after the war, he rejoined the Indians, where he remained for the rest of his career. Also, I have been to his hometown museum in Van Meter, Iowa. Wasn't it an interesting place? It's I fantastic. went there once, too. Yeah, it, And it's down in the basement, and I went down, and I said, there was nobody looking. I could have picked up a baseball and put it in my shirt. And, <laughs> but they've since built an actual museum, a yes. more formal museum. Yeah, no, because I tried, and they would not let me. Uh, <laughs> I love that you were tempted to, Fred. <laughs> It was just a thought. Just a thought. All right, we all have thoughts. Thoughts are not bad. All right, you're two for two, Fred. Here's question number three. In 1940, he received the award for American League Most Valuable Player. In 1941, he received his draft call, and after being honorably discharged in 1942, he re-enlisted. Then, in June of 1945, he became the first Major League player to return to baseball after serving in the war. And in October of the same year... Hank Greenberg. Helped his Tigers win the World Series. <laughs> Helen, is it Hank Greenberg? It is Hank it is Greenberg. Hank Greenberg. Amazing. Incredible. He was, interesting fact, he, he, there was a draft before the war. That's right. And he was drafted for one year. They, they let him out, I think, on December 6th, and the next day uh, Pearl Harbor was bombed, and they, they pulled him right back in. What a hero. Yeah, what a story. I mean, to be that good at baseball. I'm just kidding. He was a hero. I feel and, like and they just don't make fellas the way they used yeah. to make fellas. And also Jewish. Yeah, well, he was a big, uh, big hero for the Jewish community. That's right, because he refused to play, I think, on, on one of yeah. the high holidays. Yes, he did. All right, thank that you, Andrew. That part I do know. Yes, he did. That's right. Bagel and Bialy. Bagel and Bialy. Don't give her a point for that. I will not. I will not. I will not. That's a steal. <laughs> All right. Here's question number four. I have a feeling you know something about this. Because of the war, there was talk of canceling the 1942 baseball season. The talk was quashed when President Roosevelt sent what's been called the Green Light Letter, saying he thought it was best for baseball to continue to the commissioner of baseball. Who was that commissioner? Oh, boy. You certainly know the story. You mentioned that earlier in conversation. But who was the commissioner? commissioner you do have a hint baseball. available. Yes, you do have two hints available if you'd like to use one. Uh, I'm gonna, what if I make a guess and it's wrong? Helen, how about that hint? 
here's the hint, Fred. He was named after a ridge. Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Ellen? That is correct. That is correct. Wow. See, you wanted the hits. The hint helps. Yep. I didn't even get like three words of the hint out. That's right. Nope. I just couldn't think of his name. That's all right. But but there were, and of all of the baseball commissioners who were named after ridges, you picked the right one. (laughs) Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Kennesaw Mountain Landis. So his mom would be like, Kennesaw Mountain, get your butt in here. Exactly. That's crazy. I'm afraid you are four for four. Let's see if you can go for the sweep right, with question number five. With America's entry into World War II, several Major League Baseball executives started a new professional league for women players in oh. order to maintain baseball in the public eye. Most of these teams were in the Midwest. Name two of the cities that had professional women's baseball teams during World War II. You got me there. Two okay, you do, have a, you do have a hint available if you like. Let me have a hint. Let's have that hint. Two of the seven cities have major league baseball teams today. I'd say Chicago and um, St. Louis. Helen? That is not correct. Not correct. I'm sorry, Fred. It is a tricky question. Andrea, with a chance to steal, (laughs) dig into the limitless knowledge that you have about (laughs) World War II era baseball. I'm just trying to think of league of their own. That actually Um, is a good way to go to think of it. Uh, Midwest. Uh, I don't know. Indianapolis. And? I don't know. You know, the flyover cities, just pick one. Uh, somewhere in Iowa. We do need a little more specific. (laughs) Cedar Rapids, where that cool person earlier was from. That's right. All right, we got Cedar Rapids and Indianapolis, was it? Helen, is that correct? Also not correct. Not correct. No, this was tricky. People who saw League of Their Own, of course, might remember the Rockford Peaches, also the Racine Bells, and then the other ones were Kenosha Comets, the South Bend Blue Sox, the Milwaukee Chicks, the Minneapolis Millerettes, and the Fort Wayne Daisies. Fort Wayne, not Indianapolis. Very, very close. Yeah, she did see Indianapolis. Uh, Fun fact, Minneapolis is the only city of those that already had a professional men's team. They had a AAA minor league team. The Major League Twins did not start playing there until 1961. All right, here we go. By the way, I just yeah. want to take a moment to say these names are ridiculous. <laughs> Which one do the, you object the to? The Milwaukee Chicks. <laughs> the, the Rockford Peaches and the Racine Bells. I mean, really. Yeah. I don't know. I think it would be, I think it would be hard to, to seriously root for a team called the Daisies. Yeah. Go Daisies. But the Comets are pretty, that's pretty bad. Comets is yeah, pretty Comets cool. Is well, yeah. Memphis had a minor league baseball right. team called the, the Chicks. Chicks. That's so right. it wasn't a ra- uh, that's right. sexist thing. That's where, really? Bo, that's where Bo Jackson first started playing oh, with I, I, Memphis. Well, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. Well, so the men were playing as Chicks? It was Memphis Chicks. It was I a different know. time. Things were crazy. <laughs> uh, Fred, you've done very well in that category, oh, but now here is your expert level question that requires multiple oh, answers. Boy. It is time for your cluster fact. Ooh. Love it. <laughs> this question is so high level, we'll be bringing on an expert to assess your response. Your answer is worth up to three points. Fred, 36 members of the National Baseball Hall of Fame also served in World War II. Name them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Fred, 36 members of the National Baseball Hall of Fame also served in World War II. Of those 36, only three did so as members of the Marines. One was a pitcher, one was an outfielder, and one was an executive. For up to three points, name those three Baseball Hall of Famers who served as Marines in World War II. I'd say one of them was Hank Bauer. All right, Hank Bauer's Uh, been noted. um, A Marine, boy, you got me here. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, and was Hank Bauer, uh, what position did he play? An outfielder. He was an outfielder, okay, so we're still looking for a pitcher and an executive. Pitcher. Or you could double up on outfielders if you want to uh, guess that way. 
Do I get a hint? You do not get a hint. Okay. Sorry. I'd say Marines. Oh. I'll just guess Branch Rickey. Okay. And uh, I, I can't even think of it. Marines, that's a good question. That's Thank a you. tough outfit to be yeah. in. Uh, a pitcher mm -hmm. who served in the Marines. Mm -hmm. I, I give up. Okay, but how about any pitcher? Or, or if you want to guess a second outfielder in case you're wrong about the outfield. I can't think. No, Sorry. okay, Sorry. that's all right. Uh, Helen has taken note of those names. I can't names. wait to hear. <clears throat> all right. Wait, so the, the first name you said was, was Hank Bauer, Hank and the Bauer. second was Branch Rickey. Hank yes. Bauer and Branch Rickey. Uh, all right, well, Helen has noted your answers. We have an expert on hand who can tell us for sure. Oh. Helen, who do we have tonight? Here with us tonight, we have the co-director for the Institute for Baseball Studies at Whittier College, Dr. Joe Price. Dr. Joe Price, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Price. Welcome, Dr. Price. Welcome. Thank you. Now, you are a doctor. Are you a doctor of baseballology? I wish. Oh, that would I'm be so awesome. I'm only a ba uh, doctor of theology. Oh, oh, but there's a lot of theology in baseball. Oh, yes. I yeah. write about uh, the religious significance of baseball. Interesting. Do a, yes. lot, do a lot of people find religion in baseball? Well, uh, uh, Annie Savoy did in Bull Durham. <laughs> she did. She did believe. She said, she, she said, I believe in the Church of Baseball. First line of the film. They're Is very there good. a lot of religiosity in the in the little ticks and, and hand signals? The superstitions that, yeah. are mm. wonderful. Yeah, because that's a, as, as a non-huge baseball fan, I always find that really funny when someone's tugging their ear three times before they throw a ball. Or... The best of the superstition stories, though, is probably that of Minnie Minoso, uh, who was playing for the White Sox back in the 1960s. And at one point, he went 0 for 5 during the game. He had struck out several times. He was so mad, he went into the shower fully clothed. And the next day, he went out and had multiple hits with <gasps> RBIs. And so after the game, several of his teammates then went into the shower fully clothed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and now tell us about the Institute for Baseball Studies at Whittier College. We are an organization that provides resources and programs for the study of the significance of baseball in American culture. We're less interested in statistical performance than in the stories and how people respond to baseball. And we provide a number of opportunities for students and the public to get together to learn about baseball and its importance. Um, let me give you an example. A year ago, we had a symposium on women in baseball. And as part of that, we had a historian talk about women playing baseball in the 19th century. Vassar College had a team then. Yeah, I would have guessed it was Vassar. Yeah. <laughs> And we also had two of the former uh, AAGPPL, yes, the All-American mm. Girls Professional Baseball League players, uh, come and speak to the students about their experience, two of those on whom uh, part of a league of their own was based. Interesting. Uh, Maybell Blair, a pitcher, and Shirley Berkovich. <gasps> Interesting. Neato. Uh, and so uh, tell us about some of the items that you have in the collection. I understand there's an archive of documents and also collectibles. We have uh, about 5,000 books on baseball, plus a number of papers of historians and journalists. And we also have a collection of uh, Negro Leagues memorabilia. One donor gave us 300 signed baseballs by former Negro League players. Wow. So Don't that, let Fred in there. He might just yeah, pocket that, one. Yeah, that, that, be that's good. <laughs> or you may be trying to yeah, we'll see. pawn one. All right, well, let's get to the reason that we brought you here tonight as far as our game goes. Uh, you heard the question that we asked Fred about the 36 members of the Baseball Hall of Fame who also served in World War II. 
We wanted to know from Fred, of those 36, who were the three that were in the Marines? One was a pitcher, one was an outfielder, and one was an executive. Helen, let's remind everyone of the answers that uh, Fred gave us. For outfielder, he said? Hank Bauer. And Dr. Price? Hank Bauer was not him. No, who was that outfielder? It was Ted Williams, who also served in the Korean War, and he was the only of the uh, World War II vets who also served in Korea. All right, so no point on that. Helen, who did Fred say was the executive who had served in the Marines and also was in the National Baseball Hall of Fame? Fred said Branch Rickey. Dr. Price? No, it was not Rickey, uh, even though he was probably the most well-known of the executives since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, History has treated him well for the signing of Jackie Robinson and for the building of minor league system a decade earlier for the Cardinals, which mm-hmm. is why they won two of the World Series there <laughs> during the war era. Mm-hmm. So the correct answer, though, was? The correct answer for the uh, executive, executive yes. was Bill Veck. Ah, uh, Bill Veck, oh. who, a lot of, who a lot of younger listeners might know as uh, the executive for the White Sox, who instituted a lot of crazy promotions and put the exploding scoreboard in Comiskey and all that. Indeed. And it was during uh, his World War II experience that he lost his leg. So mm. that was part of his... Uh, his experience in in the war. And I understand you actually have a a personal narrative involving Bill Veck as well. Veck was quite notable for wanting to fulfill lifelong dreams. And one of my dreams was to sing the national anthem at a major league game. So I wrote to Veck when I was a grad student in Chicago and appealed to be able to sing. I was singing professionally then uh, in a number of uh, opportunities and offered to um, audition at any point. Didn't hear anything, but then a month later got a call. I was able to uh, sing for Fan Appreciation Day, and I wow. thought that that was my one opportunity for <laughs> the anthem to, uh, to sing. That is so wow. cool. That is great. That, I have to say, that is a dream of mine also. So. <clears throat> You uh, made I, your dream come true. Yeah, so if yeah. you have that letter in the archives, I would like to copy it and send it to, uh, yes. <laughs> send it, send it to Artie Moreno. And finally, we asked for the pitcher who also had served in the Marines and in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Fred was not able to come up with that one. This one, I think, was the, one of the more obscure of the answers. He is, and yes. there are still debates about whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame. Ted Lyons of the Chicago White Sox won 260 and lost 230. Hardly an exemplary record mm-hmm. in these days that would qualify for... Uh, basically uh, installment uh, honoring in mm-hmm. the Hall of Fame. But uh, he also then managed three years for the White Sox and uh, completed an even less stellar record with an <laughs> under 500 winning percentage. Do you think his service in the Marines helped uh, uh, burnish his credentials to, to get into the Hall? It must have. Uh, <laughs> wow. They, they, they Taking must... him down. Yes. <laughs> Shots fired at Ted Lyons again on this show. There's certainly a lot of stories to be found at the Institute for Baseball Studies. Where can people find you and find the Institute if they're interested in learning more? Uh, We're on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. Uh, Just look for the Institute for Baseball Studies, and uh, we'll pop up. Excellent. We're happy that you popped up here. Dr. Joe Price. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Price. Helen, let's get a score recap after Fred's round of questions. At the end of that round, Fred Willard has five points and Andrea Savage has two points with a round of questions coming up. That's right. We'll talk with Andrea about a topic she knows about. Plus, later, Andrea and Fred will go head-to-head in our Fast Facts round to find a winner on Go Fact Yourself. Oh, boy. Tighten your your (laughs) seatbelt. Yeah, Mark. Hey, buddy. Oh, hey, what's up, ma'am? Um, so I'm at this mafia restaurant, 
What? I'm going to go in and ask these guys what they think the best pasta shape is. Mark, they're probably eating it. I have a hunch that it's probably ravioli, but I mean, you know what? That's a good idea. Whatever they're eating, I'll just take a look in their bowls Why don't and you see what they have. Maybe There's supposed to be a big meeting there today. Can you see it from the street? That sounds really dangerous. So I'm just going to go inside and ask. Don't don't bother them. They're probably eating, you know. Well, look, I'm not threatened by them. How about we tell them what the best pasta is on our podcast? We got this with Mark and Hal. Oh, that's a great idea. Thank God. Tuesdays at 9? On MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Go Fact Yourself, where our score is Fred Willard with five points and Andrea Savage with two points. Once again, here's J. Keith Van Stratton. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Andrea Savage, of your many interests, you told us you know a lot about Little House on the Prairie, playing poker, and talking to your kids about beginning puberty. Today, we're going to talk to you about Little House on the Prairie. Good luck, Fred. It seems like the audience is on board. Yeah, all the 12-year-old boys just breathe a huge sigh of relief. Uh, now, Andrew, tell us about how did you come to be a fan of Little House on the Prairie? Uh, I have had never seen them before, but mm-hmm. my daughter read all the books, and then I was like, oh, we should watch the show. And then she got very interested in it and became the thing that we do together, and I have now watched every Little House on the Prairie episode. Wow. Well, only we just started season eight. Spoiler alert, Laura and Almanzo get married. What? Um, Wait, where do you sorry. find them? On Netflix? or? Uh, no, I had to purchase them on what? iTunes. <laughs> no, purchased. All purchased. Okay. Um, and I will tell you, um, it tackles a lot of real big subjects. Like what? Uh, racism. Oh. Anthrax. <laughs> what? Anthrax. Dead babies. Mm-hmm. Um, prostitutes. Uh, it's a real chit-chat between yeah. my daughter and I through these episodes. Yeah, we might be combining two of your topics yeah, tonight. Yeah. There's out. a lot of pausing and then awkward like, well, you know, back then they used terms that weren't necessarily the terms we use now. Yeah, they a were prairie of, racist. Yeah, yeah. prostitutes. Well, why, does, why is that woman in that dress looking for pa? Well, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's, I think a friend thought he might want to meet this lady. How did, yeah. uh, how did you miss it uh, when it was on either originally or, or in reruns? I, I don't know. I just, I think just I'd didn't... seen a rerun here or there, but I yeah. think I was a little too young for when it was on. Mm-hmm. And then in reruns, I just never caught it. I yeah. think I caught a couple of the rerun, reruns when I was a little kid, and they were terrifying. Cause I oh, remember they're very scary. There People was, are dying constantly. Yeah, and there was one where, like, the mom had an infected leg, and she had to, like, she carve was, like, out, ca- cut the infection out of her leg with her own knife in her mm-hmm. own kitchen. And I was like, what yeah. is this? What about the one where Laura's baby brother died? A couple weeks after being born, so that was fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, babies die. Um, <laughs> and then she blamed herself, Ooh. ran away, left basically a suicide note, and tried to trade her body with God for the baby to come back. Wow. For families, you know, for, for families, families to watch together. That yeah. is yeah. deep. And, and uh, what, do you, what do you think about uh, Michael Landon from that era? Ha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. I thought. AKA Eugene Horowitz, I believe, is his birth given name, NBD. Really? Yeah. Kind of changes the whole thing, doesn't it? Yes, originally it was Little House on the Prairie, I believe. Yeah, Michael Horowitz. 
Eugene Horowitz. I believe. I think I'm correct on That's that. That's definitely less sexy. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, don't no, tell that to Eugene. He was a handsome, Eugene. handsome yeah. man. Just ahead, we'll enlist the help of a bona fide expert in Little House on the Prairie to test your mastery in the subject with an expert-level question. But before that, we want to give you a chance to show off. So here are five trivia questions about the topic, each worth one point. If you want it, you also are allowed a total of two hints among these five questions. Now, Fred, listen closely, because if Andrea gets any of them wrong, you have a chance to steal. By the way, Fred, how much do you know about Little House on the Prairie? Uh, very little. I, I, I'm aware of Michael Landon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I met him once at a charity event. A very impressive man. Well, maybe he mentioned <laughs> Something that I, could if be I'd helpful. known, we'll I would have watched some of these. Uh, okay. Done a, a speed uh, learning set. All right. Well, if Andrea gets uh, any of them wrong, it will be very I hope entertaining. Andrea does not know that much about it. Okay. Well, here we I'm go. I'm pretty sure I don't know as much about it as you knew about baseball okay. that you just crushed the entire thing. Well, so. With that attitude, here we, here we begin. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Question number one about Little House on the Prairie. The Little House books were set in towns all over the prairie, but the TV series took place in one town in Minnesota. What was the name of the town? Uh, they were... Their house was just outside of Walnut Grove. Helen? That is correct. That is correct. Walnut Grove. Here's question number two. Laura's sister, Mary Ingalls, went blind, a mm -hmm. condition that was blamed on what illness? Oh boy, yeah, saw this one recently. I want to say scarlet fever. Helen? That is correct. That is correct. Wow. Uh, fun fact, scarlet fever does not cause blindness. <laughs> oh, wow. Even though it wrongly, showed up. Wrongly blamed. Yes, yes, wrongly blamed. Even though it, both in the books and in the TV series, that was what was blamed. Uh, here we go, number three. Laura had two different dogs during the series. Mm -hmm. Give us the name of one of them. Jack. How about the other one? It's either Banjo or Bingo or some bang. Well, you only had to name one. Helen, was she right? Jack is correct. Jack is correct. What's Bandit the other? was the other one. Bandit oh, was so the other close. one. Fun fact, Burt Reynolds has played characters with both of those names. <laughs> Jack and Bandit. Uh, you are three for three. Here's question oh. number four. What actor left the series to star in the series Carter Country, but later returned to his same role on Little House? You might not have gotten to that season yet. I believe I might know this. Oh, well, you'll um, tell us. Hold on. Okay. I can see him. He's real shaggy, mm -hmm. big old beard, and he always sang. Old Man Tucker's a mm -hmm. mighty funny man. Watch his face. Uh, Victor French? Helen? That is correct. That is correct. Oh, shit. Wow. That was great. Drama, drama. Wow. He also starred in Highway to Heaven with Michael Landon, of course. Wow. Uh, in addition this to playing... This is just a testament to how much time's been wasted. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's finally paying off. Yeah. All right, here we go. You're four for four. Let's see if you can go for the sweep. Number five. In a 1984 TV movie called Little House, The Last Farewell, unscrupulous swindlers built the townspeople out of their property. What was the solution that the people of Walnut Grove came up with? I weirdly know this. They explode the entire town. They blow it all up. Helen? That is correct. That is correct. Wow. But you've not made it to that episode. I have not. I will admit there have been a couple nights where I've gone down some wormholes. Oh, okay. Um, and I know everyone that Melissa Gilbert's been married to. Wow. I know. <laughs> I know some stuff between her and Sarah Gilbert. Ooh, wow. That's a story. Um, and I read Michael Landon. People thought he was angry. That's why he blew it up. He claims that's not why. He claimed it was to leave it back in the pristine shape that they left it. Mm, he was pissed they got canceled. Uh, Wait, they just 
blew up the whole they, town. They the legitimately whole, yeah. blew up. They the did whole not town. want a second TV movie, apparently, no. <laughs> unless they moved somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Andrea Savage is five for five. Wow! 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 Impressive. But now, Andrea, here's your oh. expert level question that okay. requires multiple answers. It's time for your cluster fact. Ooh. Right. We'll be bringing on an expert to assess your response. The correct answer is worth up to three points. Here we go. Laura's longtime rival, of course, was Nellie Olson, and we mean longtime. For up to three points, what was Nellie Olson's married name? What was the name of one of her two children? And what was the name of the actor who played Nellie? Oh boy, I know uh, this was, I think, after, I think this is, I haven't mm. gotten to these yet, mm -hmm. but um, Allison Argnum, Argum, I think is her name, okay. the actress who okay. played her. She just married Percival. He's Jewish. Mrs. Olson wasn't happy. Um, I believe she said, I thought it was bad enough he was short. He's Jewish? Um, Wait till she hears about Hank Greenberg. Yeah. yeah. Oof. And the Bialis. Um, or Eugene oh, Horowitz. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she, Percival, I want to say his last name oddly didn't sound very Jewish. It was like um, Johnson or something. I'm not going to know her kids' names because I didn't see it, so I'm going to say uh, Mary Kate and Ashley. Okay. And um, and I'm going to say her last name. Um, it was very not Jewish, uh, so I'm going to go with Johnson. Okay. So again, so you're saying the married name was Johnson. Mm -hmm. The children are either Mary Kate or Ashley. We do need you to pick one. Oh, sorry. Obviously, it's Ashley. Okay, Ashley. Yeah. And again, the and the actor's name, Allison. Allison. Ar Argnum? Argnum? Ar 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 I don't Ar know how to pronounce Ar it. Ar All right. Uh, Helen has noted your answers. We have an expert on hand who can tell us for sure. Helen, who do we have tonight? Here with us tonight is New York Times bestselling author who played oh, Nellie God. Olson what? on Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> it's Allison Arngrim. Allison Arngrim! <laughs> wow! Andrea so Savage is freaking oh the God, F so out. Excited. My yes. daughter's going to die. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Hi, Allison Arngrim. Hi, hi. hi. Okay, now she knows how to say it, but you know, I insist you give her the point because she because nobody can say Arngrim. How do you say it? It's freaking Icelandic, okay? It's Arn, like in barn where you keep the horses, and Grim, like the brothers Grim, Arngrim. This is like simpler than it looks. But yeah, she said Arngrim, and, yeah. and that's pretty much as close as you're anyone ever gets. Yeah. So you, I'm giving her that one. You will oh. cash a check when it says Arngrim. All right, fair enough. Oh my God, it's really you. You're very good. I was very impressed. Very impressed. Uh, now, when Helen introduced Terrifying. you, Allison, she said yes. that you are a New York Times bestselling I author. Am. What was the book that you wrote? I wrote my autobiography, which I called Confessions of a Prairie Bitch. <laughs> How I survived Nellie Olson and learned to love being hated. And um, indeed, I made the New York Times bestseller list. It's very good. Well, how could Excellent. you not with a great title like uh, that? It's available in paperback, hardcover, Kindle, uh, audiobook, and in French. Oh, fair enough. And you also did a, a one-woman show about it as well. Indeed, I have a, a one-woman stand-up comedy review I call Confessions of a Prairie Bitch. Yeah. And I perform all over the place in, in New York and all over the country. I also do it in French. Uh, there is Confession d'une gas de la Prairie. Um, but <laughs> if you go, you can go to my website, bonnetheads.com. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that wasn't taken? <laughs> no, I know, 
right. bonnethead.com. That's what you think. And you can also sign up for my newsletter. You can get the Nilly newsletter sent to your box, and that will tell you all of my gigs. Great. And I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, how, how old were you when you first uh, joined the cast of uh, Little House? I was 12 years old when I got the role of Nelly Olson. Wow. Yes. And uh, was, so you much know, as, as Andrea mentioned, as you mentioned also, there were some very serious... This wasn't just like, oh, she's a little naughty. I uh-uh. mean, there were some really mean things <laughs> no, I was, I was evil. Um, it was really awesome. I mean, well, that was the thing. So I went to the audition. I had read for the part of Laura and for the part of Mary, and I was like, no. And <laughs> they kept calling me back. And then I read for the part of Nelly, and I actually turned to my father at the audition and said, this, this girl is a total bitch. And I was stunned, and he, he's like, what do you mean? And I read it for him, and he said, okay, don't change a thing. You go and you read it like that. <gasps> and I did, and I was, I was hired on the spot. Wow. And was it really fun great. to play a, a bad girl? It was so much fun. No, it was so much fun. If I had been one of the nice people, I would have been bored silly. I had a lovely, lovely time doing it. I and did. did you all get along? Like, did the cast get along? We did, for the most part. I mean, our idea of like, I'm not going to have lunch with you. That was like our idea of a feud, basically. <laughs> um, but generally, Little House in the Prairie, we're still friends today. We're, you are. We go to a lot of events. There's events around the country, sometimes in the real Walnut Grove. And they do things for the flying cast members, and we all hang out together, and Albonzo and Baby Carrie lives down the street from me, and we all like <laughs> hang out and like party and do stuff. It's great. Oh, amazing. Uh, and uh, uh, it's funny. I was going to ask you, but uh, Andrea kind of beat us to the punch talking about that the, your character that you were married to, yes. first of all, was in fact Jewish. It was a secret Jew. Exactly, and that's why. And, and she didn't get his last name. Okay. And it would have been bonus points if you knew his real Jewish name because they reveal that in after I'm I get not, married. Right. You just, just got married, got married last just week. Coming. Oh my God! <laughs> just so, got married. And Mrs. Olson hangs out the window, goes. Ooh, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Yes. And and then she, I get pregnant, and then there's a huge fight because his parents show up and they're super Jewish, and oh. they get really mad and they want the baby to be Jewish, and Mrs. Olson, of course, wants the baby to be Christian, and they have a huge fight and decide if it's a boy, it'll be Jewish, and if a girl, be Christian, and I conveniently have twins. Oh. <laughs> anyway, spoiler alert. Yeah, but sorry. You and you get I'm sorry we didn't give you enough time to yes. watch this show. Uh, when no, when did the, the last DVDs. episode? You have the DVDs. I, I have them on iTunes. You have the on iTunes. Did you bought them? Thank we you. We purchased. I, I yes. get money. I get money from that. Yes. <laughs> I'll hand you ten like, bucks in the back of the room. That'll after. be more than I, I get from yeah. that because it's every every hundred thousand I get a dollar. So yeah, it's you like just yeah, have yeah, yeah. Export on your head. I love that episode. Yeah. Right? Okay, <laughs> see that's awesome. Great. This uh, is amazing. Well, this brings yes. up a great point because uh, I imagine now many different generations are, are seeing the show for the first time. Yes. So so what is it like to? What's the difference in experiencing people who saw the show originally and then through the years and then now on iTunes? It's really freaky. We're on like our fifth generation of viewers. There's people who are my age or, or older who were young kids watching it growing up. And then there's the next group who watched it after school in the reruns mm-hmm. when it first went to syndication. Then there's the before school reruns came out. Then we had the VHS came out. Mm-hmm. That was, And then the DVDs came out. And now yeah, it's streaming and it's on iTunes and it's everywhere and, and on the DVDs. And now we have the DVDs that are Blu-ray and high def that you can purchase <laughs> where we all do comedy and interview available at fine stores near you. Um, and so it's kind of amazing because I do I'll meet people who grow up watching it and then I meet I meet young young people who are like I watch it on my phone it's a, and <laughs> it, it's mind blowing to see the difference alright well let's get to the reason that yes, we brought yes, you yes, here tonight as far as our game she goes. was very good she was very very Miss good. Beetle would have given you like a little <laughs> sticker or something <laughs> totally. Miss Beetle smells like lemon verbena she does and she does it's <laughs> awesome I could just watch the two of you have your own show it would be amazing yes. 
All right. Uh, the question, of course, that we asked for the cluster fact of uh, Andrea was we wanted to know, first, what was Nellie Olson's married name? Helen, what did Andrea say? Andrea said Johnson. <laughs> so close. Um, no, Percival had changed his name to Percival Dalton, Dalton. to go out on the prairie and men marry a non-Jewish woman. I said he changed it. it and was yes. very then his Jewish parents showed up and had a fit because they said, you're, not, you're calling yourself Dalton? Because his real name was Isaac Cohen. Wow. Next, we asked Andrea to name one of the two children of Nellie Olson. Helen, what did Andrea say? Andrea said Mary, Kate, or <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> I assume that is laughter of delight of correct answer? No. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> I did have twins, but I said conveniently a boy and a girl yes. for wonderful script land that we could do that. And, and all my Jewish friends are going, you can't do that. You can't just make one baby Jewish. It doesn't work that way. But uh, we had uh, Benjamin... Mm -hmm. and Jennifer. The original Benifer. Benifer, exactly. Oh and we refer to them as Benny and Jenny. Okay. Benny and Jenny, so except no, Percival's no dad. There. And then that. finally, yeah. Helen, of course, we asked Andrea, what was the name of the actor who played Nellie Olsen? What did, Helen, what did Andrea say? Andrea said, Allison Arnie. She said, Allison Arnie. <laughs> and the correct answer, of course, is... It's Allison Arngrim. In other words, you. And you're going to give her the point on that, aren't you? I am. All right, one point for Andrea. She gets the point for Arngrim. Excellent. And uh, people want to find more about you or read your book or see your show, where I can they find you? Everywhere, bonnetheads.com. And also, I am Allison Argram on Facebook. I am at Argram on Twitter. I am Allison Argram on Instagram. I'm kind of all over the place. You can sign up for my newsletter. But indeed, if you go to bonnetheads.com, you'll go to my website. And, and we're certainly you happy you joined us here tonight. Thank Allison Argram, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Helen, what is our score as we go into our final round? At the end of that round, Andrea Savage has eight points, and Fred Willard has five points. That's right, but it's still anybody's game as we go into our final round called Fast Facts. I'll read ten statements, and each contestant will answer with true or false. I'll start with Fred and alternate between each guest, and we'll keep the discussion to a minimum. Each correct answer is worth one point. This will determine the winner. Again, the answer to each correct statement is true or false. Here we begin. Fred, California is east of Alaska. False. Incorrect. No, I'm sorry, it is. Andrea, Oregon is north of Washington State. False. Correct. Fred, the zipper was invented by a guy named Zipper. True. Incorrect. No, I'm sorry. Andrea, the jacuzzi was invented by a guy named Jacuzzi. False. Incorrect. No, Candido Jacuzzi. <laughs> He beat, he, beat, he beat his competitor to the patent office named Enrico Hot Tub. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Fred, Oklahoma has an official state meal. True. Correct. That's right. It is fried okra, cornbread, barbecue pork, squash, biscuits, sausage and gravy, mm. grits, corn, strawberries, chicken fried steak, pecan pie, and black-eyed peas. Mm. Good luck, Oklahoma. Andrea, Connecticut has an official state cookie. False. Incorrect. No, it is the snickerdoodle. Fred, the official state dance of Kentucky is clogging. False. Incorrect. No, it is true. Andrea, the official state dance of Hawaii is the waltz. Uh, false. Correct. No, it is the okay. hula, in fact. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, whoa. Fred, the official state song of Connecticut is Yankee Doodle. True. Correct. That's right. And finally, Andrea, the official state song of New Jersey is Born to Run. True. Incorrect. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. For some reason, they didn't want suicide machines in the state song. They, in fact, have no state song. Let's give a nice hand to both of our contestants, Andrea Savage, Fred Willard, while Helen tabulates the final score. 
Helen, are you ready to declare a winner in today's episode of Go Fact Yourself? I am. At the end of the game, Fred Willard has seven points and Andrea Savage has ten points. Congratulations, Andrea Savage. You are today's facting champion. Oh, my God. Andrea, what will you do with your championship? Uh, I probably will just bring it to the people um, okay. and, you know, just really pass it forward. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Use it for world peace. Use it too. for world peace. Use it for good to get She'll free stuff and restaurants. Champion. I, I, I applaud. That's oh, thank a you. gracious yeah. runner-up in Fred Weller. I need you. 10 more true-false questions. Okay. I know, by the way. If we kept going, I would have lost this. <laughs> We're going to give our guests a chance to promote any upcoming products, appearances, or services. Fred, where can people find you? Uh, oh, gee, I don't know. Just uh, tune in to this. When is this going to be on? This will be on in June. All right, tune in and listen. In other words, you're, in other words, you're recommending that people listening to this right now rewind and listen to it again. That's true. That's right. An endless loop that I fully support. Mr. Fred it's Willard, what a great honor. Yay! Such an honor. Andrea Savage? Um, uh, I would say uh, my season two will be coming out later this year, but go back and watch season one on uh, on demand and True TV app or iTunes or Amazon. Of um, I'm sorry. Of I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. On True TV. On True TV. On True TV. Um, and all the other places you find TV. Excellent. We're certainly glad you found this place. How's that for transition? Andrea Savage. Great to be with you. Ladies and gentlemen, you are lucky people because your co-host has been Miss Helen Hong. Yes. Please follow me on the socials at Funny Helen Hong. Why Funny Helen Hong? Because some other biatch named Helen Hong has my handles. We do not like her, mm -hmm. but we do love Miss Helen Hong. Yay. Uh, and me, you can find me on Instagram at jkeith.net, all spelled out, and on, let's say, Twitter at j underscore keith. That just leaves me to thank Fred Willard, Andrea Savage, Dr. Joe Price, Allison Arngrim, Helen Hong. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at GoFactorPod, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. I'm J. Keith Van Stratton. Good night. Yay! Like what you hear? Come see us live. It's free. Go to GoFactorPod.com for our schedule and tickets. And give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts like BK66 did. He, she, or they said, great show, funny and clever, and who doesn't like trivia? I don't know, BK66, but thank gosh that you do. Go Fact Yourself is a panel quiz program devised by Jim Newman and J. Keith Van Stratton and comes to you via transcription from Angel City Brewery in downtown Los Angeles. Questions on Go Fact Yourself were compiled by the Trivia Industrial Complex. It is produced in collaboration with Maximum Fun. Go Fact Yourself's theme song and incidental music were written and performed by Jonathan Green. Maximum Fun's senior producer is Laura Swisher. The show is edited by Julian Burrell. David McKeever is our live sound engineer. Special thanks to John John Weissman, Harlan Bull, Bill Shaken, Sean Growley, Leora Saul, Daniela Zeltzer, and Christine Vallada. I've been Helen Hong. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.